All right. So welcome to the Relationship Business Podcast. Uh, for all who are listening, um, we are so grateful uh, that you're in this family. We see you guys as, as one big family. So thank you for being here. I'm your host, Kenny Morgan, the founder of Relationship Business, Good Story, and the proud husband and father of three amazing kiddos. Can't wait to kick off today's episode with a dear friend and a man of many talents and Noah Heron. Uh, Noah is a world traveler, uh, pastor, um, amazing speaker out of Atlanta, Georgia. He's a lover of Jesus, which um, is is uh, is my heart uh, as well. Uh, he's the husband to Maddie Heron, a new father to Lion, uh, like a matter of weeks. He's also a dad dog to Mowgli, um, which I cannot uh, leave that untouched. He is the author of Viral Jesus, a creator, which also resonates with me uh, in a big way. Last but not least, a lover of Chick-fil-A, board games. And he is in the right spot because he is an Atlanta Braves lover, Georgia Bulldogs fan. So, man, you are having a good year. Best year ever. How do you feel right now? The Lord gave me a son and a World Series in the same year. <laughs> and by the grace of God, we're going to get a national championship too. And if it happens, I'm just I'm just going to be done asking God for things because <laughs> I've been so blessed. Um, I think that was the greatest intro I've ever I've ever had. So thank you, Kenny. <laughs> so we're, you're saying we're off to a good start then? Off to a great start. That's awesome. So I, I want to just set set the mood. So Noah and I, I think... I've known of Noah for a really long time. Noah, as I mentioned, is a, a man of many talents, but um, used to be you were blowing up the gram with landscape photography. Uh, it seemed like Noah was traveling every single day. Like he would be <laughs> in Tennessee one day, and then the next day he'd be like across the United States and then back in Tennessee or Georgia or wherever he was at. So I, I initially found Noah that way. Uh, again, loved his heart for Jesus. Um, but I remember like this, it's so random, but there was this one photo of like wild ponies that I remember seeing that photo and I was like, man, that's, that's a really cool photo. And I, I'm kind of, uh, it's awkward to say that that was like the one that really stuck me, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think when we, we reconnected, you know, like a few months ago and I told you that story, but um, yeah, I just had to, had to share that story cause it was just, yeah, that's how, that's how we got connected. So it's, it's funny that you say that's the one that stuck you because, um, that pony actually bit me, uh, right after <laughs> I took that photo. So it really stuck with me as well. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm grateful for the, for the pony. Um, yeah, before we get too deep, we talked about this before, but, uh, I did mention that Noah and his wife Maddie just had their their first kiddo um, a few weeks ago uh, in Lyon. So I wanted just to ask, how are you doing uh, in the rest department? I'm I'm a father of three, so I know this is is a challenge early on. So how are how are you holding up? You know, um, we, we've never had less sleep or more joy. So um, it's crazy how that happens. I I think uh, we're really tired. We're really caffeinated. And, um, I don't know, like if you had told me, uh, three weeks ago, cause he's, he's like two and a half weeks old. If you had told me three weeks ago, Hey, you're, you're probably going to average like three hours of sleep the first week that you have this little boy. Um, I would have just been like, I don't know how I could possibly function on three hours <laughs> of sleep. And, uh, yet it happened and there were lots of memorable moments and, it was, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, um, little sleep, but we're making amazing memories and, um, it's just been just absolutely life changing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, so I, I know until I became a father for the first time, yeah, I just, I just didn't know how life changing it was. And, and it's a different type of relationship. So this, this podcast is all about relationships and in various forms, but that there's a different, it's a different feeling. It's, it's different than a spouse relationship or being a child yourself, but um, you're, you're just a couple of weeks in, but I, I know you've got to feel something different. So as a new father, like what, what does this new relationship feel like to you? Oh man. Um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, just the level of love that, um, I have for this little boy who can't talk, <laughs> who can't really move. Like he can't really, he can't offer me anything really. I mean, <laughs> um, other than just his presence and, uh, that's all that I want. It, it's given me, um, just a deeper appreciation for um, the love that God has for me as well. Just like correlating that to my relationship with Jesus. Like I think sometimes like my pride uh, allows me to think that there are things that I can offer God um, mm. and that there are things that I could do for God when uh, the reality is he's the same way. He's just, he's just excited about the presence um, that we get to mm. share together. And so uh, man, it's changing every relationship that I have. Uh, the relationship with my son is is changing my relationship with Jesus. It's changing my relationship with my wife. Um, mm. I've never been more attracted to my wife, Maddie, than seeing her uh, be a mom. And so, mm. um, man, it, it's it's changed everything. And I, I think I'm most excited about the fact that I know it will change everything for the rest of my life. Like the different seasons, yeah. like even before we started recording, you started talking about like the season of when they get little personalities and yeah. um, like, I'm excited for that. You, you've got an older one who uh, is, is more social and able to think through problems. And I'm excited about that season. Like, <laughs> I just know it'll be a relationship that um, I get to enjoy for the rest of my life. And I'm really thankful. Yeah. Uh, I love that man. And I, uh, yeah, I love I love seeing I love seeing people just come into that for the first time because just haven't been through it uh, three times myself. It's just it's there's nothing like it. So just seeing you guys on on social and just how it's rocking your world. It's it's a uh, it's honestly just so awesome to see. Mm. So I I have heard a rumor, um, which I I denied. I was like, there's no way that that Noah could be <laughs> be that case. But I heard this rumor potentially from your bride. Uh, pre-baby that you actually lean more towards being an introvert than an extrovert. And I was like, surely no. Um, you ha you are an amazing speaker. Um, and I just sometimes wish, I'm like, Lord, please just give me like an ounce of what Noah has when he jumps on stage because I could use a dose of that. Um, but you're just, you're authentic. You have great energy when you speak in front of people. So for people like myself who lean more towards the introvert side and it sounds like you may may be that that too how have you managed to be your best be authentic and just really just share your passion with those relationships because you and you can talk about this you travel a, a good bit um and you meet a lot of people that you've never met before so how, how do you be authentically you how do you and because i think when you're authentically you you those relationships are a lot stronger um mm. so just just talk about that a little bit because i'm i've always just been really impressed with with how you carry yourself with new people man that means a lot um i would say i'm firmly in the middle of, uh, working on what you just described. <laughs> so, um, maybe you've just seen the better days, but, um, 
I'm I'm a really big uh, I'm a really big focuser on rhythms and um, the rhythm of uh, my my mornings, the rhythm of like where I'm allowing myself to spend time and how much time. And I I am more of an introvert um, naturally. Uh, I like quiet. I like reading. I like being alone um, and. For a while, like doing what I do, I kind of felt bad about that. I was like, man, I'm around all of these extroverts. Like like 99% of the people who do what I do, they're 100% an extrovert. And um, I even battled with kind of like thoughts of like, like, does this disqualify me from even doing this? Mm. Um, and everything from my perspective, I know there's probably going to be listeners to this who, who maybe don't follow Jesus, but but I do yeah. believe in Jesus and I am a follower of Jesus. And um I happen to believe that like Jesus is not just God, but that we can actually apply the principles of Jesus to our life mm. and it will will lead to a better life here on earth. And uh, one of the principles that this guy Jesus had was he would regularly retreat and get away mm. and be by himself. Yeah. Um, and I tend to believe that Jesus was kind of like on that line of introvert, <laughs> extrovert. Sure. And so when I look at his life and how he was able to speak to multitudes of people, he was able to lead um, people from all different backgrounds, all different ethnicities and races. Uh, but then he would finish a speech, he would finish a sermon, he would finish teaching, and then he would immediately go get alone. Mm, uh, yeah. That resonates with me on a really deep level. Like I'll go speak um, next week I'm going to be speaking to about 600 high school students and I am pumped about it. But as soon as I'm done speaking to those students, uh, it's just like, I'm exhausted. Like I, I know that if I was to keep trying to be extroverted Noah much longer than that, <laughs> that I'm probably not going to be able to be authentically me. I'm probably, mm. uh, going to have to live outside of my comfort zone. I'm gonna have to live outside of my personality. And that's right. when I, I feel like I can't really offer as much because I, it's not only can I not offer as much, but it's exhausting trying to keep that up. And so, um, I think like becoming more self-aware, which I'm, I'm desperately trying to do and, um, taking that like self-awareness and allowing it to impact and influence my rhythms, um, is, is the goal. So mm. I don't always do a great job of it, but I'm, I'm trying. That's that's amazing, and I think something you touched on too is, and, and I think there are a good bit of business owners that are extroverted, but I've I tend to find more that whether it's just they're more introverted or just don't have time to be extroverted because they have we're wearing so many hats. But I think you're really touching on something because I think uh, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as parents, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of times when we have to be on because that's that's just part of the role. Um, but I think you really touched on a point that in order for us to kind of be sus sustainable in those roles, we have to find those moments of quiet and retreat to recharge. Um, I think probably even for the extroverts too. So I think you're touching on something that's that's really powerful uh, within the relationship, you know, game essentially. So I love it. Um, so knowing God has um, opened up a lot of great opportunities for you to speak all across the nation. Um, I've, I've just 
wanted to know, how do you maintain a strong relationship with your spouse with your busy schedule? I know a lot of times, just knowing you personally, that you guys have been able to travel together and that's been huge. Now you have a kiddo, so I'm sure that's going to change things up. But how do you, how do you, how do you make uh, this relationship a priority when you're also called to, to focus on a lot of other, other relationships as well? Hmm. Man, it's a great question. Another thing that we are learning as we go, and um, I'd be lying if I, if I said we had it all figured out, but I'll just share some of the highlights of what we do and, and leave out some of the failures um, for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, we have a weekly date night, um, and it is a non-negotiable. Nothing gets scheduled on Fridays. That is like, it's it can't be, you can't schedule something on Fridays because there's something already scheduled, right? And it's, yeah. it's date night. And so, um, I think over the course of the past year, uh, since we kind of implemented that, we maybe have had to cancel twice, um, mm. for different circumstances. And so I feel like that's pretty good track record. And I think that does a couple of different things. I think one, um, it allows us to have fun together, which, mm. uh, every good relationship needs to have some fun. But I think yep. it also shows her and vice versa. It shows me that we are the priority relationship in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't ever have to say that necessarily on the date night because our actions are, are showing that. And so when I'm gone that Saturday night and that Sunday, um, you know, come like next week, and she's not with me, she's never once going, I wonder if those relationships come before me because Mm. consistently we're showing each other, hey, this matters, this is important, this relationship is priority. Um, The other part of it is, I think, more so uh, related to communication. And it's just like, um, we see our lives, our ministries, our even our vocations, like, mm. like we see them as we're in it together. So, um, with my job, like Maddie knows everything about what's going on, like with her job, like, mm. like she shares with me, like what she is excited about, what she's dreaming about, what she's nervous about. Um, it really feels like when I win, she wins, when she wins, I wins. Uh, when we lose, we lose together. And so um, those are kind of like the two main things that we're trying to implement now so that hopefully when we're 60, 70, 80 years old, our marriage is just getting better and better yeah. and better. Yeah. Did I hear that? This is random. <laughs> Did I hear that The Notebook is one of your favorite movies too? No, no, you didn't okay. hear it. <laughs> So that was a lie, or that I didn't was, hear that. Okay. That was a lie. <laughs> That's just one of mine, I guess. Uh, which I'm not not ashamed to admit. Because I, I love the, I guess, the part uh, where you just see a relationship just get stronger as it gets older. So I guess one thing that I wanted to ask you about was, uh, kind of spinning off that question was, I, I think you really touched on something. Um, how important it is, especially if you're married, to be to be one and to prioritize a relationship. And I completely agree. Been so fruitful with with my wife and I. And one of the big reasons why we set off to do business together as well. We just we mm-hmm. love each other. We want to we want to be together. Yeah. I I, I want to know too. When you've prioritized your marriage, how do you think that's also benefited the other relationships that when you are gone or or with Maddie? How do you feel like because you have a strong foundation with your wife? How do you feel like that's made relationship development better or stronger in some capacity? Or is, is there a correlation at all? 
Oh, 1000%. Um, I think, uh, something that I tell younger guys, um, specifically when it comes to relationships is if they're dating or if they're looking to get into dating, something that I always say is I'm like, do they make you run better? Right. Like, Mm. like if, if you were to be with them, do they, are they a catalyst for what you're already doing or would it affect what you're doing? Mm. Um, and a lot of this advice is, is, is from a spiritual sense, but it, it could be for business. It could be for, um, social aspects. I'll, I'll see people get into relationships where they, uh, they have to change, um, and everyone changes a little bit in a, in a marriage. And most of the time it's, it's for the better. Um, so don't, uh, misinterpret what I'm saying, but, but a lot of people will get in relationships where they have to change core parts of who they are Mm -hmm. in order to make the other person happy in order to make the other person comfortable. Um, I think having a strong marriage, a marriage that's prioritized, it allows you to run longer, run faster, run better. You're complimenting Mm -hmm. each other. You're not having to slow down to be like, I, I wonder what she's thinking. I wonder, uh, you know, what they're worried about in this moment. You don't have to have any guesswork going on because you're on the same page and you're on the right. same team. And so, uh, I think it 100% has an impact on other relationships. Yeah, totally agree. And it's, it kind of reminds me of a situation that I've dealt with in the last year or two. You know, my wife, my wife and I are on the same page a lot, but there's, you know, when you come from two different pathways or two different families, you're you're naturally going to have some different thinking there. But I think that in the last year or so, I realized that there's some things that I was just stubborn on because I've always known that something's done a certain way. And my wife always knew that something was done a certain way from her her, her perspective, you know. And I think for me, the last year, you know, I finally, I don't, I don't know what clicked. Maybe God just kind of shook me up. But, you know, he's like you know, maybe she's got a point, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I, I should listen and, and validate or try to search out why I've always done these things a certain way. And, um, so I'm just really grateful. And I, I, I echo what you say, cause I think, you know, just the relationship with my wife has opened my mind to say, you know what, like it, it's okay to do things differently and to talk through mm-hmm. things differently. Um, and how that growth has come in our marriage, it's, it's uh, brought forth some really special things and, and, really blossomed our marriage in a special way, but it's also helped me like just in the business world too, just to know like, Hey, uh, everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. got some different perspectives and it's okay to, to do things a little differently sometimes. So I, I, yeah. I really love that and completely agree. All right. So, uh, for those listening, whether it's a business owner, a new father or mother, entrepreneur, leader, stay at home parent or college student or high school student, even about to enter the workforce, how do you, how important do you think relationship building is uh, from your perspective and what wisdom would you share with us today on how others can build authentic relationships in those areas they're looking to grow in? Man, I love this question. Um, I also, if I haven't said already, I'm so thankful to be on this podcast because <laughs> I have a lot of entrepreneurial uh, itches that some I'm scratching now, some I'm, I'm planning on scratching in the future. And so I live like vicariously through you, Kenny, because, um, <laughs> you're getting to do so many of the things that I would love to do one day, um, in the business world and, uh, doing it really well. But, um, I think like the, the core of, of this question to me, like w- what is business, right? Like 
Like what does it deal with? What are you, what is the goal? And when you really break it down, like no matter what business you're in, you are in the business of people. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing, whether you're selling a product, a service, a good, whatever it is, there's gotta be some interaction with people. And I think the best companies that are out there, the best CEOs, um, I think that they have this awareness that it is better for their company, it is better for their team to hire someone who has people skills over Mm. technical skills. And like if I was running a business right now, the thing that I would be looking for the most is is not – it's not the resume, like, like that's important, right? It's not their um, emotional intelligence. Like that's important to me. It's the relational intelligence. Um, you can't teach that. I think there are things that you can pick up through experience. There are things that you can learn, but when you're around someone who knows how to talk to people, who knows how to make people feel special, who knows, Mm. uh, like, yeah, I, this is my business, but if I value the other person truly more than I value the dollar, chances yeah. are they're going to feel loved and I'm going to make some dollars. Like you can't, you can't replace that. And I think when you really break down the businesses that are thriving, they're filled with people who care about people. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you said something just not looking at the resume and I I would not say this is the best advice in the world, but (laughs) I can't tell you how many times that we've actually hired people and I never looked at the resume at all. Wow. (laughs) So, uh, now creatives, it's a little easier because you can look at their portfolio and you see, you can kind of feel if they're a great culture fit, but even people that it probably would have made sense to look at their resume. It was just more like, Hey, like they, they, they love they love people. Um, and that to me was enough. And I said, surely, you know, the technical things are important, but if, if they have that rooted love for people and people's Mm. skills, then to me, that was, that was really the thing that's hard to find sometimes. So I love that. So good. So good. Um, I also won't share when it's backfired as well. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so I, I, I'm sure there's a lot, but is there a story where just getting personal, having a, a relationship with somebody can be in any aspect of business, but mm. that's just kind of made all the difference in either pulling um, that relationship through a different season or it can be any kind of season, but just is there a story that you can share where getting personal has just opened up something really special? Yeah, man. Um, so back in 2016, um, I was just kind of cutting my teeth in, uh, in communicating and, and, and preaching and, and um, all, all of those things. And uh, I was not getting invited to speak places. I was, I was doing it um, locally. And uh, I didn't even really know that you could like travel and, and do what I do. I was just kind of oblivious to all of it. Mm. And um, I got invited to this retreat. And it was just to kind of uh, relax, be poured into th- those types of things. And there was a guy there. Um, I'll just call him G for the sake of this <laughs> conversation. And and G was a little bit older than me, uh, maybe like seven or eight years older than me. Um, I, I knew nothing about him. It was a really cool part of this retreat is like, you weren't allowed to say what you did. So like no one mm-hmm. knew if anyone was a big deal or not, you know, which was cool. Right. And so um, we just kind of hit it off and uh, really, really like was drawn to this random dude that I'd hung out with in the woods for two days. And so 
Um, it became like a, a weekly phone call conversation where it was like big brother, little brother and mm-hmm. um, no strings attached. We were just kind of being friends and I would pray for him. He would pray for me. We would kind of talk about like where we were at um, in life and, and different things. And long story short, about a year later, um, by then I, I kind of looked at him as a mentor and um, and it was, the friendship relationship had, had developed uh, much deeper uh, I found out that he ran um, one of the biggest youth conferences in the United States and had no idea the entire time that um, he did that because he just never he just never talked about it. And he called me one day just to, to catch up. And at the end of the conversation, he said, hey, I'd love for you to come speak at this blank youth conference. And I was like, you're involved with with that (laughs) conference. And he was like, I, I lead it. I've been leading it for like 10 years. um, I was just like (laughs) mind blown. And really, man, like I look back on kind of like my quote unquote, like speaking career or whatever. Mm. Um, that was by far the biggest thing that I had ever been invited to speak at. And when I spoke at that, it opened the door for dozens, if not hundreds of future speaking engagements. And I look back, it wasn't because I was the one who deserved to speak at that event. There was tons of people who were better communicators than me. Um, It just came out of a natural relationship where two people were just trying to pour into each other and be friends. Um, And to me, that's the kind of business that is not only the best business, but it's the most enjoyable business as well. Yeah. So, Man, I love that. And I just just had a lunch meeting this week about about that very subject matter. And I, I love the thought of just going out into the woods with a bunch of men, stripping down what you do, what you're yeah. worth, and just building like just relationship. That's that's yeah. amazing. Um, and yeah, I just I love that you you guys could just become friends and and I think that's always uh, where the most beautiful things are birthed from. So that's so cool, and no, and it looks and it sounds like it really, you know, catapulted your career as well. So it's massive. Um, that's awesome, man. So we're getting uh, close to kind of wrapping up. I do have a couple of questions that I, I really want to kind of um, focus in on too. But uh, this is a big question, I think. But if you had to choose one, what's the one relationship that has shaped your life, career, whatever it is, the most, and why? Mm. Well, my cop-out answer would be my relationship with Jesus, but I'm not going to do yeah. that because I, I think you're looking for a different, <laughs> um, a different answer. I'm, I'm down um, for whatever, brother. <laughs> um, man, you know, uh, there was a, a massive relationship that at, at the time I, I didn't really see um, as much value in, um, but now I see um, just how it shaped me in some some pretty massive ways. Um, when I was in college, I went to Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, and my sophomore year of college, I got hired as, um, the university president's student assistant. And, um, basically, uh, the role sounds way cooler than it actually was. <laughs> one, I had to wear a suit every single day, which no one wants to do that in college. No. Um, and a lot of what I did was like really, uh, like just insignificant seeming tasks. Like I did everything from like pick up his dry cleaning. I, I made his breakfast in the mornings and his coffee, Um, I would take his car and get it washed once a week. Like my job was just to make his life easier from nine to five every day. And there were a lot of days I didn't like love the job. Um, he was an amazing, he's an amazing man, um, Mm. and an amazing leader, 
but I just didn't like see the relationship as one that was really impacting me in, in many ways. But now some uh, six years after um, I stopped working from him, I learned so much about discipline, um, mm. about treating people with respect. Uh, there was never a conversation that he had with me or with any other person in that office where he didn't make the other person feel like the most important person in the room. Mm. And um, I just kind of got used to that being around him. And I think it was, I don't know, a couple years in the ministry where I started, um, I started catching myself like attempting to do that. And I was, and, and there was like one day where I was like, man, that, that felt really good. And then I, I was like, man, I didn't come up with that. Like I got that from Dr. Khan. <laughs> um, but there were just all these little things. And it made me realize that the people oftentimes that are the most quote unquote successful have the highest positions. Um, they're just really good at serving other people. Mm. Uh, you know, they're not necessarily the smartest person in the room. They're not necessarily um, the most qualified or, or most talented. Even they just they just know how to serve people and make other people feel like they're winning. And um, not only does that lead to greater success for them, but it leads to greater success for others and more fulfillment, more joy, more content, contentment, all those different things. And so um, it had a profound impact on my life. Mm. Man, thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. Okay, this is this is a curveball, uh, but I think a pretty pretty easy one to to address. But what's the one book that you'd recommend? It could be something you're reading now um, to our audience, and why? Hmm. Oh man, I know, I know you're a book lover right now. So I am. Um, Okay, um, I would recommend The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by uh, John Mark Comer. I think even if it, it is a Christian book and um, a lot of it has Christian context, but even if mm. you're not a follower of Jesus, I think you could apply the principles of the book to your life and your life would be exponentially better because of it. Mm. I love it, man. You want to throw yeah. a plug in there for viral Jesus as well? <laughs> yeah, that one's that one would be on the list. A little further down, but you know, if you want to check that one out, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, and just a reminder, that's that's a Noah's book. So you guys should check that out. And then just to kind of wrap up. So for those that uh, want to follow you and just uh and really it's not even following you. I I, I know Noah personally. I know that he is a uh, a man after God's own heart. Um he's a dear friend. He really cares about people. And so uh, I think when you um, are around anything that Noah's doing, uh, your heart is just full. Um, and so, but I just want to give you a chance to to share. You know, if if listeners want to keep up with with your ministry, with your your speaking, with future books and coffee shops that you're going to open, <laughs> still waiting for yes. that. Um, how how do how do they keep up with Noah? Yeah, uh, I'm probably most active on Instagram. Um, it's just Noah Heron. And then uh, my wife and I have a YouTube channel that we've been horribly inactive with. But now that we have a little boy, we're, we're wanting to be more active over there. Um, we also have a podcast um, that's for young leaders, young business leaders, young uh, Christian leaders. We just talk about uh, really short episodes, practical ways that we can just grow and, and be better. And so um, any of those ways. Uh, we dabble in TikTok. There's no dancing, but um, <laughs> yeah, just search Noah Heron. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll make sure to, to include those in the show notes too. But brother, I just wanted to thank you for joining us. And uh, man, I, I love you. I love you dearly. Um, and I just can't wait to see what God does uh, from this point forward with, with you and your sweet family and 
um, through your ministry. Um, and for all those listening today, uh, thank you for, uh, for just being present and being in our family. Um, stick around for more podcasts to come. I believe there's uh, some really awesome things coming. You can uh, check out more at relationshipbusiness.com um, or madebygoodstory.com. But we just, uh, we love you guys and uh, hope you have a great day. They say love like this comes once in a lifetime. For the first time I believe it to be true. All of my friends say falls into place when I'm with you and you have found a love that sets me Stop us now